It's the Americhicks with Kim Monson. Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal. The most important story. The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump. The latest in politics and world affairs. Britain's version of Medicare for All is struggling with long waits for care. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. Because ideas matter. It's the Americhicks. Dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. This is Kim Munson with the Americhicks. It is Friday and we have a show planned for you today. Uh, we're going to be going through some headlines, talking about a little uh, some ver- something very exciting regarding uh, the Normandy celebrations, or not celebrations, the recognition yesterday. And uh, we'll be talking with Natalie Minton. Uh, she is a, an activist uh, working for transparency, responsibility, accountability, and government. And um, over 25 years ago, Coloradans passed TABOR, the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. And it's basically about consent. It says to politicians and bureaucrats, if you want to raise our taxes, if you want to incur debt on our behalf, or if you want to keep our tax refunds, you just have to ask us. And there is an assault to try to take that away. They don't want to ask us. And it's just good manners to ask us. And so we'll talk with Natalie Minton about that. Now, remember the narrative that is really out there when we peel everything away is force versus freedom, freedom versus force. And Americans like freedom, and politicians and bureaucrats and socialists like force. Socialism is force. And so we need to remember that as we are dissecting all of these issues. A couple of things. First of all, Steve, I hate it, but I misspoke. I try to get things right, but when I don't, I do really appreciate when people will let me know that I was incorrect. And when uh, earlier this week I referenced uh, President Reagan's remarks uh, at Point du Hoc in Normandy there on Omaha Beach as our army rangers were going directly up those cliffs to take out German armaments, I said that President Reagan gave those remarks at the 50th anniversary. It was the 40th anniversary when President Reagan gave those remarks. So thank you to my listeners for keeping me honest. I greatly appreciate it. And then secondly, I just wanted to let you know before we jump into all of this, if you saw President Reagan's, or excuse me, President Trump's remarks yesterday at Normandy, he recognized a World War II veteran, Russell Pickett, who was in the first wave of Omaha. And I had the great honor of interviewing Russell Pickett for my May 19th uh, World War II project show. So go to my website, americhicks.com, just type in Russell Pickett, and you should be able to access that interview. And uh, it is really a great, great interview. So let's go ahead and jump into what we're going to be doing today. First thing, inspiration. And I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and said, who, who inspires you? And she said, Denzel Washington. So I thought, let's take a look. And I love this. Denzel Washington said, if I am a cup maker, I'm interested in making the best cup I possibly can. My effort goes into that cup, not to what people think about it. And I just love that. And then today's funnies. Here we go. I have three for you. And we're going to be talking about taxes. So I thought uh, some tax funnies would be a good thing. So first of all, this is from uh, Unknown. 
People who struggle with their income tax can be divided into two categories, men and women. Huh. Number two, worried about an IRS audit? Avoid what's called a red flag. That's something the IRS always looks for. For example, say you have some money left in your bank account after uh, paying taxes. That's a red flag, and that's from Jay Leno. And then this is unknown. The guy who said that the truth never hurts never had to fill out a Form 1040. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that, Steve? Uh, the truth hurts. <laughs> the truth does hurt. So go ahead and I wanted to jump into. Uh, hey, before before tr- you do that, I, you, I found a little follow up here. It, it's okay. just too good to pass up. Nancy Pelosi says she wants to see Trump in prison. However, I highly doubt he's got the time to visit her. <laughs> oh, that's a- I'm speechless on that. I don't know what to say, Steve. So, <laughs> okay, want to jump in here on Trump's tariffs? Uh, Patty's put together a whole bunch of very important headlines, but I've been thinking a lot about this Trump tariffs, and um, you know, we talked about them the other morning. And President Trump had said that the U.S. will start to impose tariffs on products coming from Mexico if Mexico does not start to do something about the thousands of migrants from Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. Now, Steve, this has been going on for years. I mean, years, 40 years at least. Now, the the tariffs will start at 5%, an increase if nothing is done by Mexico, and Mexico has been doing nothing. I was surprised to see that we have some Republican senators voice their non-support of the president on these tariffs. This backdoor non-support of the, the tariffs could embolden Mexico to do nothing. However, the minute President Trump announced these tariffs, Do Nothing Mexico was on their way to Washington to talk. They never before has a president gotten more politicians and bureaucrats off their doves to get something done. These politicians and bureaucrats have been at the teat of the American taxpayer for too long. And why wouldn't these Republican senators not support the president and in essence support the illegal immigration policies of the radical activist left who advocate for open borders? Well, one of my listeners, Bob from Michigan, texted me that it's because the U.S. Chamber of Commerce money that is donated to these uh, folks' campaigns. And I am so disappointed in the U.S. Chamber and also the Denver Chamber. They should be working for lowering, lower regulations and lowering taxes so that all American businesses can compete and thrive. Instead, in this case, they are pushing for cheap labor. And we have to ask ourselves, why is labor so expensive in America? It's because of rules, regulations, and taxes. Employers have to match Social Security and Medicare taxes. So if you get a raise, that means that those payroll taxes go up. You pay more, your, your employer pays more. The forced minimum wage laws that are going to place, the the push for paid family leave, and on and on and on. It makes it so expensive for the uh, employers to hire American workers. But on the other hand, the chamber supports doing nothing on immigration as people flood the border, providing cheap labor, and it undercuts the American worker. It puts pressure on our schools, on our housing, congestion on our roads, and then those are all the things that politicians and bureaucrats wring their hands about. The mainstream media picks up their narrative. This morning's CBS News report from earlier said that Trump said that tariffs are a beautiful thing if they're done right. 
My friends, somewhere in uh, these countries, there's someone recruiting and organizing these groups that are coming to the border. Uh, we did see with the, that big caravan that was coming that there was actually a nonprofit based out of San Diego that was down there recruiting people to do that. The CBS News report says that because of tariffs, consumers could expect to see higher prices for avocados, tomatoes, beer, tequila, phones, computers, and even higher prices at the gas pump. Wow. Now, just one thing. They are, they are imp implying they're concerned about higher prices at the gas pump, but right here in Colorado, we have politicians and bureaucrats that want to make things so expensive that we won't even have gas at the gas pump. Just don't know. But... Um, we, have we become this soft? Yesterday was the 75th anniversary of D-Day, the battle that began the liberation of Europe from Hitler and his Nazi regime. And Nazi stands for National Socialist German Workers' Party. But our young men on D-Day gave their lives to stand for freedom, and we can't take a stand to protect our country because of the price of avocados and tequila might go up? These Republican senators need to get their act together and do the right thing and support these tariffs. And the sooner they do, the sooner we'll solve this immigration problem. Or maybe they are like the Democrats. They don't want to solve the problem. This is not a right or left question. It is a right or wrong question. And uh, that's my opinion on that. Steve, what do you think? Oh, my gosh. You peel back so many different layers to this. I don't know where to begin. But you specifically pointed to CBS News. I happened to catch ABC radio news on my way in here. And again, the single, I don't know, the single track reporting that doesn't even begin to cover the entire spectrum of what's really going on here. All he, you know, this particular story as it was, you know, typed out. So obviously somebody created the copy for this guy to read. And he talked about, well, the cost of these tariffs to the consumer. I say, how stupid is that? How about the cost of illegal immigration to the consumer? Yes. Do you want to balance those two out, pal? Well, and you know, I think I'm frustrated that 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 they the the narrative out there is that we as Americans are so soft that we won't take a stand because we might have to pay a little bit of more a little bit more for our guacamole. I mean, come on. What on earth has happened? And I I I think that um we need to peel this back and and continue to 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 say what you just said is what is the cost of illegal immigration to uh, our our you know our towns and our cities and then there's we haven't even talked about the crime when we were talking about this the other day after um, when we went off air you said I have two two words regarding the crime and that is uh, Kate uh, Steinley and Molly Tibbetts we haven't even talked about that and so it's so frustrating to me that they are, are hiding behind the consumer concerned that their um, the cost of their products might, might go up when we don't really think about, you know, the crime, the cost, and all of these other things in our country, and then compare that with what we just uh, recognized yesterday, the well, 75th anniversary of uh, D-Day. We get bent out of shape when the establishment, in this case the GOP establishment, senators basically threatened not to support Trump in this. Well, all right, who do those senators hear from more quickly? The, you know, the people, the businesses that import the avocados and the Mexican beer and all that because the, of the detached American citizen who won't think it through and say, wait a minute, this is hurting me, and it's hurting me in the pocketbook. Uh, th those are the people that you know seem to be reluctantly to voice their dissent to those 
conservative, uh, or not conservative, establishment senators. So, again, who, who do the senators hear from first? Well, they hear from the lobbyists first. But and I think that um, we well the other thing with all this news out there you mentioned ABC News I mentioned CBS News, but the real purpose of this is for them they're trying to control this narrative, and as you mentioned for us to not really think this through and that's what we're trying to do on this show is to start to simplify these issues. This is freedom versus force, force versus freedom, and what they're talking about is in essence they're having an open border where then they forcibly will take a, take money from the American consumer to pay for all of the illegal immigration coming in. And uh, and it's undermining our country. And, uh, you know, if America goes down, you know, there's no place else to go, Steve. Very true. Sadder words not <laughs> have not been spoken. However... However, were you not encouraged by the day of prayer for President Trump earlier this week? You know, this country, and we talked a little bit about it yesterday, when uh, when the uh, D-Day liberation started, uh, President um, FDR came on air and, and told the American people. And the American people went to their knees. And I think that we really need to do that for our country now today as well. And I'm encouraged. I'm truly, truly encouraged. But we're going to go to break. Before we do that, though... Take a look at sports here. The Rockies took one from the Cubs yesterday. They're in New York tonight to begin a three-game series with the Mets in the NBA Finals. Toronto leads the series two games to one over the Golden State Warriors. Game four is tonight. In Stanley Cup race, the St. Louis Blues lead the Boston Bruins three games to two. So St. Louis could take it all on Sunday in game six. And you want to know where you should watch those games? Well, Hooters is the spot to be this summer. Enjoy Hooters beach-worthy seafood items like amazing fish tacos, delicious snow crab legs, and mouth-watering buffalo shrimp. And Hooters has plenty of ice-cold beer options to help you cool down this summer. And additional happenings at Hooters... Uh, they have a beer of the month. Every day they have 3 and $4 beers to choose from. And happy hour is uh, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. So for more information, visit HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. And let them know that you know the AmeriChicks. And we'll be right back with more headlines. All AmeriChicks sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson and grow your business, contact Kim at AmeriChicks.com. That's AmeriChicks.com. Don't miss Vino and Veritas, Wine and Truth, a study of the Federalist Papers. Join Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks at Water's Edge Winery in Centennial or Colorado Cork and Keg in Castle Rock. And coming soon, Vino and Veritas in Northern Colorado. Know why you believe what you believe and be able to have conversations with friends, family, and colleagues. Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks would like to thank qualified listeners, veterans listening to veterans, brought to you by Dan Brooke and Cheryl Tootin in Centennial. In Castle Rock, Kim would like to thank Colorado Custom Services, promotional products, embroidery, engraving, and more. Thank you for sponsoring this fascinating study of the U.S. Constitution. Sign up today at AmeriChicks.com. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, 
let's have a conversation then. Uh, we're going to have a conversation with Natalie Minton in segments three and four regarding this assault, the stealth attack on Tabor, the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. And that's just all about consent, whether or not politicians and bureaucrats have to ask us if they want to take your money. But a couple of things that I want to make sure that you have on your radar. And first of all, if you've not signed the National Popular Vote Petition, you need to get that done. They need uh, over 120,000 signatures to get that on the ballot. And James Takeda has organized uh, different places where you can drop by and assign that petition. But if you, no matter where you live in Colorado, you can find out where you can sign that at coloradansvote.org. That's coloradansvote.org. And uh, you can uh, find out where you can drop by and sign that petition. And then one other quick thing while we were talking about uh, Normandy D-Day TAPS, the Tragedy Assistance Program for, for, uh, for Survivors, has their big event in June. It's a beautiful charity that helps families of our military who have died. And they host an event in June to raise money for their worthwhile project. Uh, this event is next Saturday at the Grove Family Ranch in Parker. It's really fun. Songwriters from Nashville will perform some of the hits that they've written and give you the backstory of how those songs came to be. So put on your cowboy boots, have a special evening, and help raise money to help the families of our military. More information, visit taps.org forward slash Colorado. That's uh, taps.org forward slash Colorado. Okay. Steve, we got to get into this first headline that Patty has for us, and that is they are after uh, Masterpiece uh, Baker Jack Phillips again. Uh, and this is from CPR. Uh, Lakewood Baker Jake, uh, Jack Phillips is again facing legal action for declining to bake a cake for an LGBTQ customer. There's just one big difference this time. The state of Colorado isn't involved. Attorneys for Autumn Scardina, a transgender woman, filed a complaint against Phillips in state court Wednesday. In 2017, Scardina ordered a cake from Phillips to celebrate her birthday and gender transition. Phillips declined, citing his Christian beliefs, and Scardina filed a complaint with the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. In March, Attorney General Phil Weiser dropped the case filed on Scardina's behalf. In exchange, Phillips' attorneys agreed to end their own discrimination complaint against the state. The truce gave Phillips a brief reprieve. By reviving the case on their own, Scardina and her attorneys hoped to force the courts to decide whether Phillips' action amounted to discrimination under Colorado law without worrying about whether the state itself wants to pursue the issue. Uh, we simply want the law to be enforced, said attorney Paula Greeson, who is representing Scardina. Because if not, you allow a business to send a message, go ahead, refuse service to these people. It's okay when the city of uh, citizens of Colorado have said it's not. Steve, I'm going to stop right there. When we talk about the rule of law in America, what that means is, is the rule of law has to, those laws have to um, pass the muster of the U.S. Constitution and um, and in that, that means that people have the right uh, to their property. And that is inherent in America's uh, founding ideas. And so to say that government can forcibly take your property because you don't affirm something that you don't believe in is very dangerous ground to go upon. In America, if you don't agree with a business, and the free market can answer that question. 
if there is demand, um, other businesses will provide that product. In this case, this this person could go to uh, many other bakers that would bake that cake for her, him. Uh, and, um, and so in this case, they are trying to use the law to, in essence, take uh, this person's property because they don't affirm something they do not believe in. Steve, do you not see the the danger in what there is trying to be accomplished here in this lawsuit? Well, you know, we're, we become famous for not understanding when we're standing on a slippery slope. But right from the time that I started reading this story, I said, it's not co- no coincidence that this person walked into Jack's Bakery. The, this person knew exactly where they were going, the, what the business was all about, what the owner's you know, philosophy was on life, what his beliefs were, and purposely went in there to create the flap in the first place. I, it's not a coincidence. And you wonder who is paying her attorneys, her, him, attorneys. Um, I, you know, that's all, always the big question as well. So um, anyway, it's, uh, it's going to be important. Jack Phillips, what a, you know, when we talk about Normandy, this is a guy that is standing uh, on, in Normandy on the battle of ideas. And so we need to pray for him. Uh, secondly, the Tabor battle is reaching new levels. This is from the Colorado Sun. The critics are testing 18 ways to rewrite Colorado tax policy. And it says, behind the scenes, the political left in Colorado is gearing up for a fight to overhaul the state's tax system. And what I find somewhat disturbing is, I think in some ways, unbeknownst to them, Republicans are being kind of um, pulled into this as well to support getting rid of Tabor. So we're going to keep an eye on that. And that's why you're going going to want to listen to segments three and four with Natalie Minton. Now, in Colorado politics, Kelly Sloan has written that the latest emission mandates would repeal the Industrial Revolution. He says, Democrat lawmakers promised their base that they would do something regarding climate change. More accurately, they promised to rearrange the economy in a manner that would satisfy the demands of the left-wing environmental movement, and there is no question that they delivered particularly with House Bill 1261, which sets utopically aggressive emission targets for the state. Now get this. So it is now Colorado law to require us to reduce statewide greenhouse gas emissions by 26% of 2005 levels by the year 2025, less than six years away by 50% of those levels by 2030, and by 90% by 2050. Now, my friends, let's just think about this. You know, a whole bunch more people have moved into Colorado since 2005. And uh, and we've also had um, more and more legislation that has uh, attempted to try to um, well, I shouldn't say legislation. We've had more and more politicians, bureaucrats using tax incentives, economic development words to bring businesses and people to Colorado, which that's a whole nother conversation. But so government has been at aggressively trying to get people here. And now they say that we can only use 76% of the energy that we used in 2005. This is setting us up for disaster. And, um, you know, what we need to do is, first of all, we need to uh, vote these people out of office. And we need to vote in responsible citizens who understand how important it is to be responsible 
for our climate, be responsible for our Earth, we're supposed to be good stewards of that, but yet that we make sure that humans can thrive and flourish as well. So with that, um, we're going to go to break here in just a, a little bit. Before we do that, though, Jason McBride, Presidential Wealth Management, there is so much to talk about today. What is on your mind? Well, Kim, I know you guys are going to talk about TABOR, which, as you know, I like to refer to as TOBOR, or the Taxpayers' Optional Bill of Rights, (laughs) which are trying to make it more and more all the time. But all the news isn't bad, at least right now. There is one nice tax break we get in Colorado if you're uh, retired, and that's what's called the Colorado Pension Annuity Subtraction. Uh, what that is, Kim, is the first $24,000 of any income you get from a uh, pension or an annuity, as it sounds, but also from Social Security or an IRA, 401k, or retirement plan distribution uh, is not taxable uh, by the state of Colorado as long as you've attained the age of 65. I believe if you're age 55, it's the first $20,000. So if you're married, uh, each person in the marriage gets that break. So if you think about it, Kim, that could be up to $48,000 for a married couple that doesn't get hit by Colorado state taxes at 4.63%. That could save you over $2,200 a year. Well, you know, Jason, you and I have talked a lot about it. We talk a lot about, you know, the big picture, the the market and all. But as we're really drilling down, what matters to people is their personal economy. And that's something that you really specialize in. Well, we try to make sure that uh, when we meet with folks that we come up with a, an overall uh, strategy for them that makes sense for them. And you're right. Everybody's a little bit different. Uh, everybody's situations different quite frankly just the way everybody feels and what they want is a little bit different and we try to do our best to accommodate as many of their wants and needs as possible that's for sure well jason you you guys do a great job guys and gals do a great job so check out chickspresidential.com that's chickspresidential.com we'll talk to you on monday morning have a great show And we'll be right back with Natalie Minton, and we'll talk about Tabor, the Taxpayer's Bill of Rights. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich & Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for next year's tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich & Company. Call 303-791-3000 today. You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best. And guys, Kim can help you with made-to-measure shirts that fit great and you'll love to wear. Guys and gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email kim at americhicks.com for your initial style consult. 
Kim at Americhicks.com. Social media is important to the Americhicks since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at Americhicks Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the AmeriChicks radio show. Contact us at AmeriChicks.com or email Kim at AmeriChicks.com. You'd like to get in touch with one of Kim Munson's sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on AmeriChicks.com. Welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. Thrilled to have in studio with me today, Natalie Menton. She's been a community activist since 1990, always working towards government transparency, accountability, and for freedom. Natalie, it's great to have you in studio. Thank you. I'm just so glad to be here with you, Kim. And, you know, and one of the things that is near and dear to your heart is TABOR, the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. And this legislature, this uh, House, Senate, and Colorado governor uh, are putting some legislation forward, and it's going to be a ballot question that's going to take a big swipe at TABOR. That's correct. And I don't think it's on a lot of um, the the people that are out there and thinking about all these different things with um, everything from the Polis recall to the oil and gas legislation um, the long, long list of people uh, that are focused on other topics, I don't think the taper issue is on their radar. And that is why we're gearing up uh, to make sure that people are aware that on this November's ballot, um, roughly 130 days from now, they're going to be getting something in their mailbox that will basically erase one-third of the taxpayer protections present in the taxpayer's bill of rights. And the first thing that people should keep in, in, in mind here is the legislature back in 1992 did not put the taxpayer's bill of rights into our constitution. It was the citizens. And it took multiple times before it was put in there. This is a very valuable and very solid uh, protection mechanism for the citizens. And to have this um, swipe at it, this gutting of the taxpayer's bill of rights should be one of the top priorities for people in Colorado. Well, Natalie Minton, Colorado does not really have a revenue problem. They have a spending problem because our, from what I uh, can see from my research is that the, the amount of revenue that the state government has been receiving continues to go up and up and up. It does. It's gradual. It's growing about a, a billion dollars a year. And we have the spending charts on that. Uh, if you run into certain people on the other side of this issue, uh, they'll actually try to claim that the state revenue has dropped. And what they're speaking about is the general fund. But that's merely some uh, tricks and maneuvers mm-hmm. uh, the government has done to put our taxes in other accounts. But at the end of the day, the revenue continues to grow like a roller coaster ride going up, going up at Elitches. Well, and what's interesting about the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights is it's all about consent. All it really does is there's two things, from my understanding, Natalie. One of them is is if politicians and bureaucrats want to raise our taxes, 
They just have to ask us. And then the other thing, and this is what this House Bill 1257 and 1258 is kind of taking this big swipe at Tabor, and that is uh, Tabor, the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, also says, hey, politicians and bureaucrats, uh, if you want to keep more of our money, and it's a, a, above a formula, and it's a pretty, pretty, uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm trying to say? Generous it, it, is what I would yeah, say. Yeah. But it's a formula of popula- population and inflation, and anything above that, again, they just have to ask us. Yeah, uh, well, let's go with, first of all, I think of Tabor as three items. Okay. So, yes, voters need to approve tax increases. Voters also need to approve debt. So that's the second piece that okay. you would not put in there that right. I okay. consider very important. And the third is the government spending limits. And there is a generous formula in there, and you're right. It's population plus inflation at the state level. So what that is uh, doing is saying, here's the economy, and we want to make sure that government is growing on a similar rate to the economy. Because if government grows faster than the economy – we're not going to be able to sustain it. And that is what was present and why people were so concerned um, prior to 1992 to create those safety mechanisms for us. When we reach our down periods and economic downturns, if government has gotten bloated before we enter that that phase that mm-hmm. just always does come up, you, ec- mm-hmm. you know economics, mm-hmm. that is just a natural part of economy – Though stronger and more sustainable, we make our government when we have these protections in place. Well, you know, and Governor Hickenlooper has thrown his hat in the ring for uh, president of the United States. And I think that he likes to take credit for an economy that's been pretty successful here in Colorado. But if he had his way, then we would not have these government spending limits that Tabor puts in, or well, the limits of Tabor all across the board. And if that was the case, I don't think that we would have the economy that we have. He's trying to take credit for something that actually he's trying to get rid of the thing that actually made it happen. Um, I would agree with you 100 um, percent. If you look at uh, the Great Recession, um, which frankly almost bordered on depression, but a Great Recession, um, the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights is a huge reason why we recovered in Colorado faster than other states. And let me go back to about consent. Consent is very important because um, this is where the legislature has used uh, tricks and maneuvers Mm -hmm. to get around those three basic fundamentals with the taxpayer's bill of rights. As an example, instead of going to the voters and asking for a tax increase, they know down at the state capitol what they have chosen to do is hit us up with fees. So when our car registration fees went up, that was actually a tax. They just didn't want to come and ask us. Um, there is a long list of those hospital provider fee, the hidden mm-hmm. sick bed tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a list both at the state level and the local government. They didn't want to come and ask the voters because they haven't provided enough accountability. It's a shell game down at the Capitol. How can we say this new amount of money is going to be going for the fundamental purposes of government? We don't always get those answers, and we actually have facts to know that it didn't play true. Consent. With the debt issue, they've gotten around that by using certificates of participation, putting debt on our children without asking us. Frankly, it's a joke. There's bondholders, there's interest rates, and in fact, interest rates are higher 
when you use these little tricky methods that they've come up with. But let's talk about going back to what's going to be on the November ballot. Okay. This question in itself is about the third issue, and that is the reasonable limits on government growth. Mm -hmm. What the legislature has done is referred this measure to the voters. So it's not that the voters said, we want to do this. It was the democratically controlled legislature who forced this through. In fact, there was only one Republican who even signed on to it. Quite disappointed with him, but you can see that the majority is what is now presenting this ballot issue. Mm -hmm. The Taxpayers' Bill of Rights agrees about consent. And the big item that everybody seems to uh, run around is that Tabor knew in advance, the creators, the authors of Tabor, and it was multiple people actually involved in that conversation, took multiple ballot efforts. You couldn't take those spending limits away permanently. If you look at the language in the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, it mentions four years. What that meant was a four-year timeout on government spending limits, just four years. You weren't going to take it away from future generations. But what the legislature is doing with this referred measure is permanently removing the growth limits on government, permanently. That means also when they've charged us too much in taxes – and we're supposed to get our Tabor refund, they are permanently going to eliminate this if a majority of taxpayers or voters get fooled and vote yes. That's why we have to vote no on this measure. Okay, we vote no. Interestingly, I think that I saw the ballot language, though, and it has all the flowery stuff. I think it starts out with without raising taxes, which I think is a bit disingenuous. Because in essence, true, those taxes have been paid. However, they want to keep that excess revenue. So again, these people are really good at with a play on words. They are very much. And I um, testified down at the, the House Finance meeting when this was being heard. And that was my exact comment is that if you really want to have an honest conversation with the voters, here's how you would phrase the ballot question. Do you agree to permanently give up your Tabor tax refund? Your and tax your children's. Funds? Yes, and your children's. And do you permanently agree to let government grow at an unlimited rate? That would be an honest ballot issue question. And you might guess they did not go along with the suggestion. No, I don't think they did. But they said it's, it's for the children. And it's to get rid of congestion on your roads is what they're implying. Yes. You know, and they know that those are two things that are important to people. But once again, um, you know, when you look at the accountability in each of those particular subjects as well and and the um, transparency, it's just not there. And so we as voters want to make sure that we maintain control and don't give these these people down there at the state house, whether or not they're Democrats, Republicans, unaffiliated all of them across the board, they need to be held accountable, and we need to make sure that uh, we keep Tabor in place. And it doesn't say that they can't have tax increases, even though they really want them. It just says, hey, you just have to ask us. And so, Natalie, we're going to go to break here in just a minute. But there is a, a very kind of concerted effort, and it's bipartisan on all sides of the aisle, that is going to be working to try to get support 
for people to vote for giving away their uh, tax refunds permanently. And so we're going to go to break. When we come back, I would like you to tell us a little bit about this organization. Be glad to do that. Okay, we'll be right back. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect your private property rights. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped to organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. So call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. Come join the ADA Drive-In for all your favorite blockbuster movies. We're open seven days a week. Admission is only $9 per person and children under 12 are free. Friday, June 7th through Thursday, June 13th, features will include Aladdin, Dark Phoenix, and John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. And remember our popular Monday through Thursday pizza special. Get one 12-inch pizza served fresh and hot from our oven and two tall, cool 16-ounce sodas, all for only 12 bucks. Plus, now you can top it all off with our new sweet, crunchy churros and a steaming cup of hot chocolate. For more information, go to our Facebook page or visit our website at 88drivein.net. You get more out of life when you go out to a movie. back to the Americhicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. Thrilled to have in studio with me, Natalie Menton. She's a community activist since 1990, and she's always working for transparency and accountability in government. She's always working for freedom. We're talking about the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, and this is an amendment that was put into the Colorado Constitution to keep government spending in check. And if politicians and bureaucrats want to raise our taxes, basically Tabor says, hey, you just want to you just need to ask us, the voter, if they want to incur debt on, on our behalf. Hey, you just have to ask us. And then we're going to let you grow government. We have a generous formula of inflation uh, plus population. But anything above that, you just have to ask us. I mean, it seems like good manners to me, Natalie. Uh, yeah, and uh, just summarizing for those who might be me t- tuning in, um, what we're talking about is this t- this ballot issue that is going to be on the 2019 um, ballot, and that's going to be in people's mailbox here in about 130 days. And what they're going to be asked uh, is the language they're going to read on their ballot is without increasing taxes, da 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 da. But what this means is you're essentially in this ballot issue, they're asking you the voters, if Colorado can permanently remove government growth limits uh, that the citizens of Colorado put into place. They're asking if those can be permanently eliminated. The question is also saying, even though you may not get it from the language, are you willing to permanently give up your taxpayers' bill of rights refund here in Colorado? So I hope everybody's going to vote no on this. And what uh, this is, is, is doing is it's reaching out to all of the citizens of Colorado and affecting the future. Are we going to be able to keep government growth reasonable? Because that is allowed in the taxpayer's bill of rights. And 
want to lead into a little bit about a group that some people will start to become familiar with because they've really been meeting undercover, um, but they will be one of the main proponents kicking off the support to take away your taxpayers' bill of rights. And that is called, a, it's a group called Building a Better Colorado. So it's a real nice uh, sounding yeah, name. Words we like. Yes. And over the last eight weeks, um, and actually a few years ago, this group um, has been present in our community. And back some years ago, they had community conversation. And they learned from those meetings uh, when they met with civic leaders and the public that the meetings didn't quite turn out the way they they wanted. So this round, what they are focused on, in my opinion, is being the support group to eliminate the taxpayer's bill of rights, not only on the growth limits, but also opening the door to removing the part of taxpayers' uh, TABOR that requires voters give approval for tax increases. And what they're doing is holding very select meetings. And I think we're going to play a couple clips um, as we move through this conversation. But as I say, some years ago, they had public meetings. And at this point, uh, what they've done is close the door and had select civic leaders, and I use that in quotes, choose certain participants to attend these meetings. Because in their words, if we have the right audience, then we will build the right consensus. And it's been quite disturbing to be part of um, hearing these things. And, and I was not invited to these meetings. I invited myself. So I want to be very clear that even though um, I was there, it was not because I was invited. And I've been a member, very active member of the community. I'm an elected official. And I would not have been invited in the regular rules of engagement on this um, because I would be one that would be standing up for the taxpayers, and I don't think the majority of the audience was doing that. Well, and this is really interesting because, first of all, uh, in the sound bites, they indicate that they will not have public meetings, correct? Uh, that's correct. I, Let's, one, should we play that? We don't host public meetings. Uh, we, we go to the communities themselves and have them build the meeting, the guest list of people in their community uh, who look like their community and, and who are, can engage constructively. Uh, you can see right there uh, we had two clips. One, it very select conversation started by the mayor, one of the county, or actually two of the county commissioners, the school superintendent, who had created a very select invite list for the meeting. Um, you could hear the project manager, Reeves Brown, state, we don't host public meetings. And I think we're going to play one more just a little bit later uh, after I discuss, kind of give a lead-in okay. to this. But what they are trying to do is, first of all, claim that if the community wants this change, um, building a better Colorado only serves as the the tool or the mechanism to prompt the change. But it was interesting going to this meeting. First of all, I, I honestly don't hear the average citizen complaining um, about these problems in Colorado. So I think the problems were actually created within this group. As an example, when I attended the one meeting, again, I had invited myself. At the beginning, we weren't asked really if Colorado was just fine as it is. The question was, what do you find wrong with Colorado? And honestly, for me, I love Colorado. 
I like our limited government growth in Colorado. But the option on the screen that we used with our electronic um, clickers, there was no option for nothing. All there were were problems that building a better Colorado wanted to vote on. You know, Natalie, I find it interesting because the real question that they that's going to be on the ballot is whether or not uh, government can continue to grow and take more of your money. That would be the honest question, <laughs> is can government take more of your money? And most people are going to say no, but instead they are trying to find different um, problems, if you will, that the solution is go- going to have to be to uh, to start to take the teeth out of Tabor. It is. And let's just go back because I, I meant to cover this and I didn't. But when folks read this ballot issue, it starts out with the politician's favorite language without increasing taxes. But everybody needs to realize that you are going to see a tax increase, a net tax increase, because you give up your tax refund by voting yes. So- so what this is like then, Natalie, is uh, on the federal level, it would be like uh, you not getting your tax refund back, right? Yes, yes exactly. Huh. You paid in too much, and that, that's, that's your issue right there. But, but here, they are collecting too much based upon these reasonable growth limits that are allowed. They are to refund it to us, and they like to... Um, Narrow it down and say, well, you know, it's just this amount of money. It's only a, cup a couple of hundred a bucks, you know. Yeah. yeah, boil it down to the minute. So, you're, you know, it's only 60 cents per minute. Um, but in reality, if folks need that money for a prescription or the family needs a refrigerator or the kid needs a special higher-end glasses or a hearing aid, it is actually quite rude and disrespectful to think that citizens don't know how to spend their money on their priority. On their quality of life. Right. Which that's one of the things when I listen to the, the tape there is they're talking about quality of life. Well, quality of life means that you can get your hearing aid or the child can get their, uh, their glasses. That's important to note that. Or paying for health care. And or big, big issue that I agree is a is big, big thing is the cost of housing. Oh, yeah. You know, if that's taking um, two, three hundred dollars out of your pocket that would have been there. Already. That would have it's already you. your money to help you with that rent or building that down payment for a house. That is your money, folks. When it says without increasing taxes, it's just an outright lie, frankly. Right. So this will, we encourage a no vote on this, but they're going to be ramping up trying to get people to uh, vote the other way on that. And so they're, they're, you know, they're selecting these people, though, that's going to be in these meetings, and then they put them in these different tables, and there's a table leader. And so people think that they're giving their opinion, but they're being guided, from what I can tell. Uh, yes. Uh, the meeting that I did attend, again, I invited myself. I wasn't invited there. They actually called it a name-storming session. So they had p- pulled and created a very select group, and this was the Stage 2 meeting. Our task that day was to vet the names of people in the community who had signed up to be engaged. Okay, I think we have a soundbite on that, don't we? We do, and it uh, talks about whether if one of the names made you shudder um, or gave you heartburn, we were to strike the name and come up with somebody else who would be a little more friendly to that consensus you wanted to build. Okay, let's hear that. In each community, we go to these six people, and 
those are the first six that builds this audience. And now we're asking you today to do the same thing, to come up with 10 to 20 names uh, uh, today on those sheets, and we just ask you to start writing them down. Uh, and uh, we need email addresses, so we have your phone. Uh, we need the email address so they can't be invited. We want all of you to feel comfortable. If there's a name that's suggested that just makes you cringe, say something. But if you have heartburn with somebody, say so. And uh, if somebody has heartburn with the name you suggested, be respectful of that. Come up with a different name. Uh, so we're going to add those people to your guest list unless you tell us not to. Okay? If there's a name on there that you just makes you shudder, then we'll scratch it out. Okay, Natalie, we have probably about uh, two more minutes. What are the final things that we need to leave with listeners on this today? And uh, we're going to have to continue this conversation as we get closer and closer to November. So what are the final thoughts today? One more thing I just wanted to add so that you citizens know how you were thought of in these meetings. The project manager, Reeves Brown, during this meeting stated, quoting Lyndon Johnson, uh, that what he wanted in these groups was carpenters. It takes a carpenter to build a barn, but any jackass can kick it down. So so let's hear that, too. We're looking for constructive discussion. And in every community, except Lakewood, in every community, (laughs) there are a handful of people who are not constructive. There are a handful of people who are just destructive. We're not looking for those people. We don't know who those people are. Linda Johnson once said, uh, any, it takes a carpenter to build a barn, but any jackass can kick it down. <laughs> We're looking for carpenters, okay? We're looking for carpenters. That is astounding, what we just heard. I, I, I think to call us jackasses, is, um, it speaks for itself. So as we move forward... Uh, let's go with this. Number one, people need to be focused on this. There's a lot of projects out there. There's a lot of bills that came through that capital that are very bad. And people need to remember, this is going to be on your ballot in November, this November. And for those who are very interested in being part of the movement to save our taxpayers' Bill of Rights, I would encourage them to send me an email, and they can do that by sending it to Colorado Engaged at gmail.com. That's Colorado engaged at gmail.com. And Natalie, you, you spoke on this at our Standing for Colorado rally, and you really uh, hit the nail on the head to talk about carp- carpenters there. Uh, and I think you had a whole bunch of people that signed up and says, yes, this is important to us. We want to help. And so we would highly encourage people to do that. So again, what is that email? Send it to Colorado engaged at gmail.com. We'll be organizing some events to uh, get folks caught up on Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. And know that when you go to a public meeting and the legislature says, we're just asking for to keep the money that you already gave us, um, there's so many ways that they've taken money without asking us. Give you the talking point so that you can talk to your neighbor and understand why Tabor is about protecting you and protecting Colorado. I hope everybody is going to vote no on Proposition CC. Proposition CC, no vote. Let's keep this conversation going uh, as we get closer and closer to this. Natalie Minton, thank you so much. Thank you. I really love to be here. Thank you. Our quote for today is from Robert Anson Heinlein. He was an American science fiction author, an aeronautical engineer, and a retired naval officer. And he says, there is no worse tyranny than to force a man to pay for what he does not want, merely because you think it would be good for him. So today, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, 
live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. This is Kim Munson signing off. God bless you, and God bless America. <laughs>